how we know the Today we're joined by Jonathan Tisco. Everybody has a responsible amount of freedom. I think you're going to like it. Amazing. So, oh. hi, I'm back again. Um, it's your girl, Olivia Kay, with another installment of How We Made the Magic. That's kind of what it's called. I don't really remember if that's what I'm actually calling it, but we're going to say that today. Um, I'm here with John Toscano, who um, plays bass with me and also is the music director for this show. Hey. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> Yay, amazing. He's a man. <laughs> this, this is fun. He's a man of few words. We're forcing him to talk. It's great. Yeah, I'm, I am normally very camera shy. Uh, or I guess recording voice shy. Um, but yeah, no, this is fun. Hey, yeah. hey. So um, I'm going to start off by just asking, you know, I guess you can give us your, you, you can give us whatever name you want to name yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> I know I'm like, that's probably a dangerous thing to tell you. I, I could see you coming up with something right now. Well, a name that you, you know, would like to be, I guess, referred to and um, where you're from and how did you get into making the kind of art you make? Mm. Oh, well, you could just call me John. I'll keep it simple. John is fine. My mother and my fiance call me Jonathan when they're mad. John's <laughs> fine. Um, so I'm from, I would say, kind of the greater New York City area. I was born in, in Co-op City in the Bronx. But I grew up mostly um, in Rockland County, which is about like 40 minutes from the city, depending on the traffic. All right. So those for those of you who are not from New York, who I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you're not from New York. But if you are, yeah, Rockland County is pretty cool. I, it's very chill. I feel like I it's, it gives suburb vibes, big suburb energy to me. But I don't know, because the funny thing is that's just my impression. I've actually never I've never been to Rockland County to do anything. Oh, man, it is extremely, you know, I, I, well, actually, I will word this a little more carefully. It is very diverse. Hmm. So you have like here you have like, um, you know, uh, like I, I'm in Spring Valley right now. I grew up like kind of I'm, I'm living kind of like five minutes from my parents' house. Oh. All right. But like this has like a huge like Haitian community, Caribbean diaspora community in Spring Valley in particular, you know, and then like different areas, just like there are some areas where it's literally like cookie cutter, like how Long Island is sometimes Long Island can be Long Island. Yeah. You know, That's and then fair. like, you know, you have like these strange like mountainous regions in the north. Like it's just it's very it, it's a cool place to to to, to grow up. You know, and I, you know, I've had like half my families in the city, you know, so mm. I've just been going back. It's the, the joke is kind of you can get anywhere in the country from Rockland. You know, that's funny. I never heard that before. Greater New York. Cool. Come on, Rockland. Well, I didn't know that. Now, see, this is what I'm saying. Stuff I didn't know. Haitian, Haitian American, Caribbean community. So that's cool because I feel like that's a thread that a lot of people. Well, not a lot. But like a few of the people I collaborate we have in common is like growing up in the greater New York area. And then for many of us, I'm thinking of um, Angie, especially mm. um, also growing up in like a, she and I didn't grow up in the same neighborhood, but having a neighborhood that like had a big Caribbean ethnic makeup and then ourselves being from some part of the diaspora, which I think is really cool. And something super seems to be kind of unique about New York 
in general is that we have a really such a huge Caribbean community that we can have these different enclaves in different areas. Like you could be in the Bronx, you know, people tell me, oh yeah, there's so many Guyanese people in the Bronx. I'm like, I don't know. I've never been, I mean, now I've never been to the Bronx, but I've never like, I don't have any relatives in the Bronx, so I don't know anything about it. Mm. Um, I know there's a huge outpost of like also Guyanese and Jamaican people in Queens, um, you know, so it's like this really cool. And I didn't realize how far that extended. You know what I mean? Like you get this sense like, oh, but there are a lot of Caribbean people here. Like, and then, you know, a lot of people having kids. So it's generations and generations of people together, which is so dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, and that, and that diaspora community extends all the way north, you know, to Canada. Like mm. Rockland is like one, is one stop after you, you get to, to New York. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's but, true. But true. Boston, Boston is a ton of Haitian people, actually, like Dorchester. And then, um, of course, Toronto. Toronto is like the, yeah. the, the, the Caribbean Mecca of the North. No, it is Fire. true. Yeah, Fire. I think like my, my grandmother, whose birthday was yesterday, lives in, in Toronto, like a suburb of, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. So how did you get into the, the well, I guess you, I'm assuming that what you would say your, your art and what you make is like, is music. Um, some other folks I've talked to kind of define their, their art and their making their creative process is a little different because of the different things they do. I primarily know you as a musician, so I'm assuming that's the, the majority, but, you know, feel free to add anything else if, if there's stuff that you feel like is about you as a maker, doer of things. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say it's mostly just m- being a musician. How yeah. I got into it is kind of a, kind of a trip, man. Um, I mean, I had some friends growing up who were playing music, I guess, you know, this is like in the Stone Age, so very long time ago. And I think I just wanted to. I mean, I, I always, when I was a kid, I always noticed that I could remember music really well. Like I could hear, I heard things, you know. I remember saying, <laughs> saying I remember saying that to my mom. Like, hey, mom, I could like remember music. But I never really had that much of an, uh, of an interest in it until like I kind of just decided one day, uh, well, along with my friends, because a couple of friends of mine had like a band. And uh, mm. but like I wasn't really into a lot of the music that they were playing. So what I end, I ended up starting out on cello as a classical cellist, mm. which a lot of people don't actually know. So like yeah, I started out on cello, mm. and I was re- relative. I was okay, although I do remember that my mom had this face on when I when I first got in. I started bowing on the A string. Mm. And she was, and I'm like, mom, look, I'm doing it. And she was like, it sounds so good, John. <laughs> I never forgot that. But yeah, and I would say for bass, I, I literally first day of high school, I went to the orchestra class and they were like, we don't have a bass player. Who wants to play bass? And I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I was like, I'll do it. I don't care. It's me. And, and that, was, <laughs> that was sort of the beginning. And a lot of people say it's like the most bass player thing you can do. You know, like, oh, yeah, yep. I guess I'll play bass. Why not? You know, but I didn't really <laughs> take music very seriously until I was around 17. Um, That's fair. And it, I'm trying to remember. So, so I don't want, it's not like so long ago, but I just, it's not something I think about very often. But yeah, I think like I just kind of went all in on it, mm. you know, and in and, and the high school I went to um, was really diverse in terms of music. So like I was playing rock music with one of my math teachers. 
which is cool. And then, but at the same time, like the the the, the high school I went to, East Rampo High School, had a, like one. It has like a world famous like marching band. Oh wow! You know, they were in the Manchurian Candidate. No way! Like, yeah, the, the 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 new one, the new one. I've, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had like a rivalry because there's another band that like got into Spider Man, and everyone was pissed. Mm. And I wasn't like super involved in that, but. I, I did like a, a year or, or two, maybe. And but it, it but you know, like I was saying, there's like a lot of Caribbean influences there. So, you know, like so like when when we weren't playing, you know, like Earth, Wind and Fire, like marching band, like they were just like doing compa. Like I've just heard compa like my whole life. Mm. You know. Along with like reggae and all and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's dope. The, the head of the department was the jazz guy. Mm. He, was, he, he was the jazz he was jazz broadway guy so he was the one that 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 cursed me to play to play chords with sevens on them for the rest of my for the rest of my life is this also That's where a, the triangle started because like i like i just no no you know the triangle's recent the triangle okay. recent that's i mean we i could talk about the triangle so if you want, I don't know. If, is, I don't know how. I mean, it's gonna end up at some point in the world. Someone will know of the fact that you played triangle on the recorded versions of a lot of the songs, mm. which is super funny, and it was very surprising. You're just like, "Hey, I have a triangle." Like, huh? You're like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm ready whenever." And I was like, "All right, that sounds fine to me. Let's do it." Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's that started out as a meme. I mean, I played with this. uh when it comes to triangle, I'll give you the, the brief triangle story. I was doing a jazz festival somewhere. It might have actually been the jazz festival before I did the Sony Hall gig with you, the one that was like oh, right, when you right went, before. I gotta go. Yeah. 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 And basically, there's this guy named Mino Sinalu who is like, he, he was basically the percussionist for like Weather Report mm. and Miles Davis, like Tutu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like staying and everything so you know he, he was sitting in with us on this gig wow. and this dude brought out a triangle and, uh, and you know everybody jokes you know because the triangle is like the meme instrument you know right and he's like i'm gonna do a triangle solo right. i was like yeah sure man you know i didn't say that to him but in my head i was like yeah sure and then he pulls out the triangle and blows my mind i couldn't wow. believe it i mean like wow the, like just in in like it was insane i can't even i, I can't even pers- i could not i can't even imagine what that would have sounded I, like. I i mean i can't even really explain it he just took out a triangle kind of like the same size as the like the large one i have like a 12 right. or 14 inch, and then just played insanely you know mm-hmm. and actually you know it's very simple because it only has like one and a half tones wow but but he was able to capture draw people's attention you know and i was like i want to do that so then i got to try i got a triangle and drove my fiance absolutely insane for several years and now mino was like bro you sound good on triangle wow mom i did it and my mom was like okay anyway (laughs) to go back to go to maybe bring this around to the show specifically Mm. and like our and olivia k and the parkers um i think you've played with me I think you started playing me in 2019. Like, I kind of remember, like, maybe, like, October, November-ish. Somewhere there. Mm. Seems right. It was yeah, like, right? I think... Is that right? No, I think it was earlier. Oh, Because I remember it being... 2018? No, I don't know. Oh. But pro- no, probably 2019. Had to be, because 2019, I did a show at City Winery, and you had, we had not met yet. 
because right. and that was a, my first big show with Jesse. And then then we had that residency at the Groove that summer. Um, so that was like June, like June, July. And then I think you joined us somewhere in the middle of that. Like, I think you started out with us at Groove. Is that right? Right. That, yeah, that would make sense. Because the way I got in the band was because Jesse posted somewhere and Misha tagged me. Ah, that's that's how I got it. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's how I that's how I got the opportunity. You know, mm. you kept and, and I think I, I didn't start <laughs> playing with the saturators until probably that summer. Maybe this right. maybe a little bit before that. So right, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So like basically, so really, it's kind of wild because we did not like like. Like, so basically by the time the pandemic hit, we'd only been playing together maybe six months, like at, at maximum. I couldn't even, that's mm. me being like overly generous. Um, but I felt very like, personally, like we had a lot of good vibes and I feel like you've done so much with a lot of the music, which for me is so interesting um, as a songwriter, because I feel like, like I write all these songs and I don't i'm not really super wed to what the instruments sound like like um a lot of the time i don't like i don't care if it's like on piano or guitar like i might write it on one instrument but like it doesn't always feel like always oh, has to be this instrument you know it doesn't always feel like this has to be the notes like i'm not a very um oh cool someone's ringing the doorbell that's fine it's not my doorbell so someone rang the doorbell um but yeah so like i it's it's like I really believe in writing music with the intention of it being performed live, meaning that other musicians are going to breathe life into this thing with their own unique style. And I actually really get a good like a kick out of that because I think it's really cool to watch people do that because it's never what you expect. Like it's never they always do something that's just uniquely them. And I, I really, really like that experience personally of being surprised by what's going to happen. And it gives me a lot of energy and life when it comes to playing and performing live. Um, curious about for you, though, like, what's it like playing in this band? And like, I feel like we've done a lot of different kinds of crazy gigs, but I'm curious about what it's like for you overall, like playing in this band. Oh, that's good. Um, well, yeah. Um, well, I like it. Number one, it's one of my favorite groups um like uh when my when i bring my mom around like my parents to a gig you know you know i'm I'm down um i think my perspective on it um is 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 different i think for most of the other cats in the band because i i think right now i'm the oldest i'm the elder statement statesman i think that's true so so i've watched it kind of go through a variety of homies and i think like there was always or at least w- with you and i there was always a sort of a, an understanding in terms of like how your music is to be approached. And I think part of it is just because we're old school. Like we've, we've, we've talked about it before where the song is the first sort of thing and I, and I, and the, it should breathe and, you know, it's a living thing and, you know, you, you know, and it's, it's really cool for me to kind of watch you and your music develop into this like beautiful thing. I mean, it's because it's it, it's just come such a long way, and, and and me being a part of that, I think is really just absolutely just fun, you know, because I'd never really been in that kind of situation. Before. Mm. 
That's so cool. Cause I, I didn't know that. See, like, I feel like I just know you play, like you play with some jazz greats. You play with a lot of, you're constantly working, you know? So it's like, it's interesting always to me, like, and I, I love the collaborative experience mm. and I, at the same time, I'm super like, you know, as a, as a person who has to pay people and all that, I think a lot about the fact that like, you know, every time you take on a person, that's like an additional liability in a way. Like when you mm-hmm. say, I'm trusting this part of the show to you, you know, you're, that person has to be up for the task, you know? And, um, I, I'm always, I'm always willing to, to go for it, you know, like to extend that, you know, that grace and that trust. And then there's, but then there's like the other element of like playing in a band like this for, for, for people who are listening, who are not musicians, which is probably most people, um, you know, the world of music is so vast. Like there's so much you could be playing like as a player, like you could be doing a hip hop gig or a jazz gig or this gig. There's so many different kinds of gigs, you know, a private gig, a wedding gig, a church gig, you know, a a school gig. Like there's so many levels of stuff that you could be doing. And it always feels to me like it's so special that therefore to have people who are really willing to like put their all into something like really like enjoy it and fully just like commit to being a part of the group, even though you're not, um, you know, this isn't like the Beatles where they're like, if there's no us, like if there's no Ringo, people will be like, where is Ringo? Even though Ringo didn't Mm. write all the songs, you know what I mean? Or, you know, like we know that Paul and John are like the two guys who did the writing, mostly performing um, and singing and stuff. But, but, each of the four of them was a part of that band. Like if you took it out, you, the band would be missing something now. Mm. Um, it's not the same. That's not true of Olivia Kane and Parker's technically because uh, it's designed such that like people can come in and out and like take a gig if they want to or not take a gig. But at the same time, it's really special for me. Like this is probably one of the longest times like stretches I've gotten to play with the same people um, consistently. and. So like the kind of growth that can happen musically when you've got the same people over and over and over again is also really special. Like you can all go some the same place knowing that the other people are with you and understand you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it really, it feels different that like compared to a lot of the groups I played. And I think part of that is because of your style of command, we'll say, because, you know, um not every gig has this amount of freedom like you say like collaboration you know like and i kind of look at it like like it is a collaborative effort but it's also very very free like i like there are certain things that where i like i have to play you know there's certain songs where like this is the part and you need to do this you know but generally it's sort of like we're all building this kind of thing together like i said like i'm like whoa we feel like a band now you know like it's it's not entirely the the new york thing where you just get homies that come in and then they just like do the gig and then they're gone to the next gig it really feels like it's it it feels like it's a band like 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 you've hit the stride where yeah it's like well the way i play this part makes it a, a discernible impact Mm. on the way the tune is perceived Mm. you know i mean not and but like it's not like 
at the same time, it's not like you're an auteur, you know, mm. like, like you don't just like command, you know, because I've been in I've been in situations like that where I just they're like, this is what you play. Right. You know, or or I'll come up with something, but it's a very narrow mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know, and you're not really like that. I mean, of course, you, you'll be very clear in terms of like, hey, John, don't do that. This is like my chorus and you right. can't be soloing. Not that that's ever happened. But like, right, it's never. Gen- but generally speaking, it's like a very it, it's it's I kind of think of it, you know, like a jazz mm. sort of situation where everybody has a responsible amount of freedom. Yeah. You know. That's what I believe in. And I it's so funny cuz like I never I don't think of myself as a jazz person per se, but I do think the aesthetics of jazz are really important to me, mostly mm. major sevenths. Oh yeah. No, those are Yeah, great. like super super important. But also just um that's a joke for you music nerds out there. But um but it's also just like I think the idea of 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 structured freedom like that idea mm. that like, and it's interesting because, you know, in terms of the arranging, because then you have like things like what's cool about what Jesse created was like having the certain structures have to be in place in order for you to do that. Right. Like it doesn't work in a musical context. If you, um, if the horns don't know what they're playing, right. Because if a horn make something up as they go that sounds nuts like especially if you got more than one horn that's kind of crazy you gotta you gotta write a horn chart you know you gotta have a sense of you know um to me it's more vibe than it is specific notes right like Mm. i'm like i need this to feel i'm very i'm there i'm very free about my the actual content but the context has to be right like the vibe has to be right so you could play any number of notes but if you if it feels too you know intense like meaning like if we're playing a ballad like everybody's a garden and all of a sudden you're playing like this weird walking line or you're doing like (laughs) but it's like super fast and there's like a bunch of just notes and like that would be distracting and I would ask you to choose differently um but that's the cool thing to me about working with you know professional musicians and people who have been playing a long time and understand what I'm think the kinds of things I'm thinking about is like, I can trust, I can extend that trust and know that you're going to do that. Like you're going to make choices while they're not choices I would make because I don't play the bass, but they are better choices than me playing the bass in my left hand on the piano. And Mm. they're going to be appropriate choices for the song. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. I I mean, that level, that delegation of trust is, is, is a heavy thing, you know? Because on the one hand, you know, let's see, let's see if I got this. On the on the one hand, you know, you do need to re like you know rein people in, you know. But on the other hand, you know, you've you've assembled a team of dudes that just know, like like you know, where, where like they're they're at a certain level where they can hear mostly what's going on, you know. And and one of the things I always sort of admired about your leadership style and the way you approach your music and, and, and like, you know, express it with us, you know, is that there is like a high degree of trust and, you know, you do, you're very clear where you're like, mm, no, um, and I, no, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little facetious because it's never really like that ever. You know, I just think that kind of, stuff, I mean, I've had that happen to me, but I've never, right. you know, I think that's important to me about like being kind, like with, with like being in a band, because I also think 
I always imagine that everyone's trying their best. So they're trying mm-hmm. to do like really nice things. They're like, I think Olivia will love this. And they like do a thing. I'm like, I don't love it. I don't love it. But you know what? I appreciate it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, I'm always, I'm always on that side. I mean, and sometimes I might be too far on that side of the fence, like being like, you know, like understanding. But I think for me personally, um, it's, it's helped a lot because I think when you trust people, they're more likely to give you the best of themselves. So then you can like see from there, like, you know, like if I don't love the way that you're playing something, I can always say, well, why don't we go back to the original, like how it's written and whatever, but I don't have to like, I don't have to micromanage every note you play. I'm just like, all right, he's back there doing the thing. I'm just chilling. Like, you know, I'm, Cause at the end of the day, like you guys are the foundation, like you guys are the, in a way you're the most important part of the experience. You know what I mean? In terms of you're the hands and feet of the experience. Like if, if you're not there, then the experience is going to be very, very different. Um, and you know, I've done, I'm a singer songwriter. So I perform by myself. I've done lots of stuff, but it's a very, very different experience to have an audience or to have a band. Like they're just not, it's not a comparable there's not a comparable experience that I can relate to as a, as a performer. Mm, yeah, no, it's true. And you set it up in this, this beautiful thing where every gig, even though sometimes the set's the same or things are moved around, every gig is different in like a good way. You know, it's like, mm. wow, man, like, you know, like, and part of it is because, you know, we follow you. Right. You know, right. But I never want to do the same thing twice. You know what I mean? Like, I never want people to feel like, and it's not like, I want people to feel similar feelings, but I don't want them to feel like they saw the same show. Because then right. otherwise exactly. I would just re- hit record and press play. You know what I mean? That's my whole thing. Like, I, I, I used to, you know, professionally DJ and I still am a DJ at times. And, you know, DJing, when I play a song, that's how the song is. Like, it, there's no other way because that's how it is unless I, you know, play a remix. But I feel like live bands are like the coolest thing. It's like you can remix a song at any moment if you want to. You can remix the experience. Now, I, that's definitely something I do a lot with the call and responses with the audience and stuff. Like I might cut you guys out sooner or leave you out for longer. You know what I mean? Things like that. And I, you know, I always appreciate that people roll with the punches because I will. It just changes on a, on a, on a dime sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You know, I mean, I think that that's, Awesome. I think that that's something. I mean, for me, you know, because it's it's very rare where I'm the audience member. You know, it's right. not that rare. But generally speaking, you know, when I put on the hat, of, you right? Know, that's that's what I look for in a show. Because, I mean, the way the you know, if we can talk about the market for a little bit, you know, yes, the market. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we have all of these things vying for our attention. You know, mm. like I like to play me some video games. I enjoy TV. I don't watch TV as much. It's hard when, when, you know, it's hard to be a musician and have time. But we have millions, I would even argue billions of of, of music, uh, like of songs on mm-hmm. these tiny computers at all times. Like yeah. we're up there, you know, you're yeah. up there. You know? Yeah. And and like, what's to stop? What, what, like, you know, you, you. why should somebody come see you? Right. Or a band when they can just listen to the record. I mean, exactly. I think like in in terms of the way you structure your shows, um, like in terms of songs we played on off of the record, there are so it, it, so many things were different. The arcs, you mm. know, 
the moments, you know, everybody's a garden had like just a just different, you know, it's this it, the way your concerts go are are different every time. You know, there's mm. and I and I really value that mm. in, in 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 a performer or a performance, you know, because mm. you know it's it's an it's an experience. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I appreciate that. I really, I mean, it's like funny for me because I guess it's who I am, but like hearing it from someone else, like, oh, that's really like, I'm really happy to hear that it's landing with people. You know what I mean? That like people are feeling or that at least you, you can, you can tell that my, um, my intentions, you can, like, it seems like my intentions are actually landing out there, which makes me so happy. I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. So dope. Is yeah. there out of curiosity, because this is the first time we've ever worked together where you were music directing. And I'm curious about like what that was like for you. And like, you know, also to do this kind of show, because I normally do a very different kind of show from the show that we did this, this time around. And I, I'm wondering what it was like to switch hats or, you know, was there any moments where you were like, Oh, this is what she's doing. Like, huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, it's a lot different. I mean, I was very nervous about it, actually, because I haven't music directed in maybe seven years, some mm. some astronomical thing like that. And mainly because um, I was working with some, uh, I don't want to say toxic, but people mm. who were in different different places with different visions sure. and, and whatnot, you know. Um, so it was something it was something uh, I was concerned about, you know, especially mm. since like I, I really didn't want to fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but if I got one, absolutely. That's the one. That's the one that's I'm trying to, you know. One. Because I was like, you know, here is this woman who I've been working with for years with a big concert, you know, and I don't want to fuck mm. it up. Mm-hmm. Very important, very important as a friend, you know, and all that stuff. So when when I first got it, you know, um, it it changed the way I when I first got the gig, as it changed the hat that I had on. Mm. because because generally speaking i keep very quiet to myself right. when it comes to what's actually be like you know like w- when it comes to decision making uh, prior yes. to this so i was really only concerned with doing a good job on the base and i always right. felt like i was out of it would i would be out of place if i mentioned something which i think mm. i had a couple times but it was it would never be in a rehearsal you know mm. You, you know what okay. I mean? Because chain of command. You know? Yeah. But, I think that's always the interesting piece, right? Chain of command is, is, is like, it dictates so much of how how we do anything. Um, I just don't want to be, like, I don't, I don't want to come off as, as fussy, especially since, you know, everybody is on a different part of this journey. Mm. You know? um, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I didn't want to, like, step on any toes. I was the new guy at the time. I just didn't want to be, yeah. like, I have but I, so I have the gig. I go, okay, what do I need to work on? And, I, and suddenly I was like, okay, I want to get the rhythm section tight, mm. you know, and, and the horns need to, you know, just, just generally clean everything up. And the biggest right. concern that I had w- was how am I going to navigate cueing and making sure everything happens relatively without a hitch, without my own performance suffering, Yes, you know? And then balancing, okay, if that kind of situation were to arise, what is more important? And what's Mm. more important is the show. I could play a football for a bar, like a whole note for a bar. 
If it means the horns come in on time, you know, you know what I mean? I play a football. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So totally. that was something, you know, and I, and I spent a lot of time getting much more acquainted with the music on like, you know, on a different level, like from an audience perspective. So I would, mm. I would listen, I would listen to the record and I'd go, okay, here are the horn parts. This, and I became familiar with how the horn parts are really supposed to sound. Mm-hmm, right. I, I would get really mm. coordinated with like, you know, I, I would listen to the rhythm section, you know, and I'd be like, hmm, this is where we could tighten things up. Mm. This is where, you know, this is, you know, dynamic control, mm, you know, I, and just right. generally how I could make your life easier and, and, mm-hmm. and also yep. everybody's life easier. Yeah. Because yep. we do have a, a highly technical technical uh technically skilled band you know mm-hmm. everybody in the band can blow you mm-hmm. know? so that was that was mostly that was my approach my approach would be to like maybe get a little more discipline in not that mm. you know and i'm not saying anybody isn't but like kind of just right. like focus right. each like sections of songs first right. you, you know be like this way you know and then of course there was the you know making sure that you and i were clear in terms of right. what you needed for the show Right. I love that. Yeah. I love, I mean, it's really honest. Like, I feel like that's a really honest truth, which is like what's so hard sometimes is like, because I was thinking about about that too before I asked you, because I was like, should I have music direct this? And I was like, oh, this sounds like a terrible idea for me to do that and try to dance and try to sing and try to focus. It's like the the way you have to hear things is so different from, um, um, like, like from that perspective of like, what am I going to sacrifice? Like if, if, if I don't sing or look at people or, you know, dance, that's really weird. Like that's going to be really weird for people because that's the most important thing is look, the music will cut out and I could just be singing or talking, you know what I mean? And that's always going to be worth it, you know, from my perspective of like what I got to do. Yeah. 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 And you, you know, and, and I would also say, you do a great job of of that anyway, directing mm-hmm. the band, you know, mm-hmm. because like you were queuing, you know, like like we were talking about with the freedom and, and all that stuff. Like you were, right. you know, you're like, hey, we're going to lay out, you know, for now. And I'm like, right, right. You know, I'm like, yo, man, chill, volume down, go, you know. Yeah. And because I didn't want you sure. to sacrifice more because you you shouldn't have to sacrifice anything as far as right. I'm concerned. Right. Your your right. just needs to be boom. Right. Like brain space. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's, and the thing is, I don't mind like having to do a little bit of that. And I think that's where like, I feel like what was so great was us having conversations beforehand. So I was like, well, how do you feel about this intro or this thing? So mm. that we didn't have to try and like, like, like try to, um, we didn't have to try to fix it as it was happening. We knew what it was right. we were trying to do. So that's a different conversation, you know, and, and, and I find for, you know, for anyone who's listening, who's considering doing artistic work and especially live work, I find that the sooner you make, the earlier you make the decisions, certain decisions, the smoother your experience will be because you don't have to make all these minute decisions all at once when you really need to focus, when you really need to be present. Because that's, that's my goal ultimately. When I'm doing a show, I want to be completely with the audience. I don't want to think about really, honestly, I don't want to think about music at all. It's almost like music is like, music is just the conveyor in which the, it's just a medium for me to talk to them. You know? Yeah. 
No, hundred. That's that's the that's the goal. That's the goal. So I'm like, you know, I really, I really, I really, I really appreciate you because you oh. made that so easy without, like, you know, also like ego stuff and like people like people get into some weird stuff, and I just, I just like want to be like I want to be of service to the audience. But if I'm of service to the audience, then the band has to be in service to me, you know, and, and then also like we have to collectively be of service to each other. Like it has to it has to kind of go around because otherwise it just it's it's too much and it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to make sure that you were as comfortable as as possible because you need to be like beaming and trans uh, and transmitting. Right. And right. 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 And that's, you know, and. I and I agree, especially with the you know deal with the shit before the time comes, you know, because I, I I remember I was backstage with you and I was like, we didn't go over the times in between songs, like how much time do you want before stay a while starts, right? And I sat there while you know you were getting your herded, and I was, right. and I was just right. I'm like yo, and I went and I gave a copy to CJ and I said CJ, hey man, write this down. Take a look. I gave a copy to Elijah because Elijah, you know, he he was the horn chief, I guess. Right. You know, horn chief. Little, yeah. And I was like, hey, man, so this is how this is going to go. You know, every, you know, it just and then those went swimmingly, you mm-hmm. know, just just in general. And it's it's so so much of it is like just just have an idea. We, I was playing some of the tunes. And at the end, you know, we're vamping on something and I'm looking, right. and, you know, it also helps to know the music really well because I didn't really need to read it, but I was, right. look, I was looking at the Q chart. So whenever you saw me like looking down, right. I'm looking at the Q chart mm. and I'm going, okay, tempo. Oh, okay. Intro. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, you know, it's, just, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little long winded here. I was like, but, yeah, yeah, but, but I love, I mean, and look, this, this particular uh, episode is going to be for the nerds out there, I think, because like mm. about the musical elements, but I guess, I guess my, I have like maybe one last question, which is sort of like if from your perspective, right, from standing on the stage, looking out like whatever was happening was happening, the band, me, the dancers, all of the pieces, you know what I'm saying? Um, what for you, like if you could describe that experience in one word, what is the one word you would use? Oh, man. Magical. Yeah. 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 I can't. I mean, it's so fun. It's so yeah. fun. The music is great. You're great. The band is just a blast, you know? And it's yeah. it's just so much fun, you know? Yeah. I don't know how else to... That's the only that's way I the, could put it. It's a magical experience. Yeah. That's the best thing I could have heard, honestly, because that's how I feel. Like, that's how I feel. Um, thank you so much, John, for being here and for, you know, just sharing your perspective with everybody. Oh, man. Well, thank you uh, for having me and letting me be me which is is something you don't a bass player doesn't often get you know so thank you (laughs) you know amazing you did it we made it and we're so thankful for john toscano who if you're listening to this track in the background and any of the music you've heard on this podcast he's the bass player and i'm so grateful to him this song is actually everybody's a garden And I'm choosing it especially for him because I know how much he loves this song. Anyway, up next will be Sharina Louise. Sharina Louise is the background, one of my two amazing background vocalists who threw down at Joe's Pub. 
And uh, for any other tidbits, little behind-the-scenes stuff, pictures, maybe I'll share a little recording session background background stuff. Yeah. Um, come to our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Olivia K. And that's K like the letter, Olivia K. We're so grateful for you. We believe in you. Keep creating. Keep going. We got this.